Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Welcome to the Accelerate Show. I'm Kerry Ransom. Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Venture Studio, which is a new tech startup company building platform and community here in Southern California. There are a number of amazing founders already in the studio. And so if you're looking for help with your startup, you want to find opportunities to work in some really interesting next generation high growth companies here, or want to be part of the startup community, you can go to oc4v.com to learn more. I am super excited to have Denise Hazimi with me today on the Accelerate Show. Before we get to hear from her though, let me tell you a little bit about Denise. So she is currently the CEO of Protoscore, which is a startup that enables company to see real-time productivity data from their sales team and the key applications that they use like their phone or sales or CRM systems. They've seen a huge surge in the last six months, as you might imagine, as sales teams have had to mainly move to remote work and distributed home offices. So we'll definitely talk about that and a lot of the trends that she's seen and and what might reverse and what might continue going forward. She previously to that was the chief revenue officer of Vivo, which was one of the very first Google apps for business providers. So she's been in the cloud business application world for quite a while. And uh, always fun to be with folks that were kind of on the leading edge, sometimes the bleeding edge, which I've, I've been uh, a part of as well. And um, sometimes that could be painful, but as, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Um, she's also a multi-time author. Uh, she's a member of the Forbes Business Development Council. So she's clearly a good writer as well. And like me, she's also a Midwest transplant to Southern California, uh, having grown up in Michigan. Denise, it's great to have you on the Accelerate Show today. Thank you so much, Kara. I, I really appreciate it. I think this is uh, a great series that you have uh, going on and, you know, just talking to and uh, educating people about what's going on here in Orange County. There is a lot going on here. So uh, there seems to be an endless supply, but I, you know, I try to find the, the great stories like yours. So I gave a brief intro uh, to your background. Um, your LinkedIn profile says, changing the world one cloud at a time. And so I was curious, you know, what does that mean to you? Well, it means a lot. Um, and, you know, the, the cloud has definitely evolved. And for me, the cloud means uh, opportunity, right? And uh, a, a, an open space for you to um, explore what can be done with you know, technology today. So, um, you know, the cloud has allowed me to really excel with a lot of the businesses that I've been involved in, you know, and most recently, uh, ProtoScore. So the the cloud is an opportunity to take ideas uh, and turn them into something that can help people. Very cool. So, so orient us a little bit more to ProtoScore. I gave a kind of a brief intro but you know, how, how did this company come to be? And then um, you know, what, what's happened with it, obviously, um, with this COVID uh, 
uh, environment that we've all had to to really lean into over the last several months. Sure. So Protoscore is a productivity intelligence tool. And what that means is it looks at the productivity and activity of employees within an organization and helps uh, a leadership to understand how people are working and how to improve that, right? Uh, it's not some sort of spyware or big brother tool. It's a true intelligence tool that looks at how people are working and what activities that they're doing that's leading to results, right? Um, and, you know, and I think we were talking about this earlier is the, the good thing about to have a good idea and to turn it into a business, you have to be solving a problem. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's not, hey, I want to create a business or I want to, you know, do something that's going to make me money. It's I have a problem and how can I solve it? And for me, that problem was I had employees all over the country and using a, a lot of different applications that, you know, for the most part were cloud-based. Mm -hmm. And I needed to understand what was going on. The only way I knew how these employees were being productive is did they hit their goal at the end of the month? Mm -hmm. Did they accomplish their goal, right? And hitting their goal, whether it's a sales goal or whatever it is, that's a lagging indicator. That's right. I needed a leading indicator that was going to tell me bef before the house fell down, mm. I need to know that the stilts were, were rotting. Sure. Right. Um, so that's, you know, really how Protoscore was born is looking at these applications. And I had worked with uh, several startups. I was a part of several startups prior to that. And we had worked a lot with APIs mm -hmm. um, and understanding how to access data. And Protoscore really was a culmination of looking at that data, accessing that data, but then making it easy. I, I love the KISS rule, right? And for me, I'm so busy throughout the day. And if you have hundreds of employees, how am I going to understand like that what's going on? And that's where the score came into play, right? For us, we know zero to 100, right? If you have a 50, you're not doing so well. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, 70 and above, there's hope, right? You're doing okay. Mm -hmm. So that's really where the, the score indicator came is we wanted to be able to give leaders and managers an easy way to go, okay, he's got a 70, he's got an 80, he's got a 55. Okay, hold on. He's got a 55. Why does he have a 55? Mm -hmm. Now I can look in and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where, you know, sort of the KISS rule came in is a lot of these products are over-engineered. And I'm not an engineer, so I think it was easy for me to dictate and say, I want it to perform like this so that someone like me can easily understand this tool, right? And the dashboard, same thing. You can look at it and understand, here's what's going on in the business. Here's how people are performing. And, you know, obviously with COVID, you know, it has definitely accelerated the need for a tool like Protoscore. Mm -hmm. um, so you so, so so is this working now across a company and across different roles? And you have is it a universal score, or do you take different inputs depending on the job and the desired output uh, that that job is is looking to achieve? 
Exactly. There's a hierarchy in place, yes. right? So you're always comparing apples to apples. Mm -hmm. Your salespeople are compared to other salespeople. Mm -hmm. Your account managers are compared to other account managers. Your admins are compared to other admins. So they're always creating a baseline for their group, mm -hmm. right? Salespeople are making 100, 200 phone calls a day. Admin people maybe make 10. Sure. You cannot compare those two and say that, this person's performing, this person's not. So it's always apples to apples. Um, and, you know, that helps you. That helps you see what is my A performer doing? Because we all know who the A performers are. Mm -hmm. And what is my D performer doing? And how do I help him get up here? Mm. It's, a, it's an, a phenomenal teaching tool because otherwise, to get this information, you'd have to stand behind their desk mm -hmm. and watch them all day. To go, okay, John makes 200 phone calls, he sent 85 emails, he, you know, sure. uh, uh, made this many appointments, he was on that many Zoom calls. Nobody has time for that. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. And, and what you described is historically one of the mechanisms, which is that management, managing by walking around in, in the same office. And so, you, you know, you mentioned COVID, COVID kind of bringing this to the forefront what what give me give me a story or two of, of what you've seen from companies in in the last six months of almost this realization of we can't manage people the same way as we have when they're all sitting in their bedrooms and their home yeah. offices and garages and who knows where yeah i think this problem has always existed mm -hmm. where you don't know what people are doing all day until it's the end of the month or end of the quarter, end of the year, and you see, hey, oh, they missed their goal, or oh, no, they didn't, they hit it. Um, and protoscore, I mean, uh, COVID accelerated that, but we also saw a lot of panic, right? For the ones that were managing that way, where everybody was in an office in an enclosed space, and you had that manager just beating people over the head, what are you doing? What are you, oh, he took two 10 minute breaks today. Oh, you know that creates a culture of fear mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times um you know a, a high churn rate for employees so when you sort of let people go into this world and let them work from home for these managers that are like that they're they're panicking sure. um and i think for the employees they sort of had maybe a little bit of sigh of relief where it's like oh good he's not looking over my shoulder anymore but guess what now with ProtoScore, they can show their manager what they do all day without having him breathing down their neck. Mm. Right? Um, you know, again, I've, I've dealt with so many people and personalities and employees in the past. And, you know, you're always going to have those people who are trying to game the system or, you know, maybe the people that are working hard, they show up every day, but they just, they just don't make it. And you don't know how to help them. Mm. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, it'll, it'll show itself in protoscore where you'll see an employee that has, you know, 85 and 90 score, but the manager says, this guy, he's been missing his sales numbers for the past three months. Well, now, you know, he's a high performer, mm -hmm. right? He does the work. He does a hundred phone calls. He sends the emails, etc. Now it's time where the manager needs to step in and actually be a manager where they are teaching them. Let's, you know, let's look at your phone calls. Let's look at what's being said on these phone calls or let, let's look at your emails. 
right? How are you writing these emails? What's the messaging, etc. A lot of times employees just need to be coached, mm-hmm. right? They're great employees. They're showing up to work. That's half the problem with That's employees. Right. Just to show up, That's right. show up on time and, and do the work, right? So when you have someone who is, you want to save that employee. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose them. And, you know, with, with, the past six months, I think a lot of organizations have come to us going, you know, wow, we, we didn't realize that we didn't need all this office space, or I didn't realize that this is why Joe was missing his numbers. I thought he was out on sales calls all day, when in reality, Joe was not on sales calls all day. He was hitting the golf course, yeah. right? Or he had a side gig, or whatever it is. You know, I think right now businesses need to be really efficient Mm -hmm. with how they're running the businesses. And, you know, unfortunately, some businesses will call in, you know, a a consulting company to come and look at their employees and go, okay, tell me how to cut 10% of my employees. And sometimes you're going to cut the wrong ones. ProtoScore is going to show you who's really working in your organization, who needs coaching, Who's just screwing around, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, when I look at my employees, I want them to, to get the job done, whether it's in eight hours or whether it's in four hours, sure. right? If they're getting their job done in four hours, maybe they don't have enough to do. Maybe they are not being challenged. Or maybe they've figured out a better process, right? I mean, one of the things that I was thinking about with this is, I could see, you know, something like Protoscore actually helping companies continuously improve process from the the corners of the organization, as opposed to this idea that the best optimizations always coming top down. Mm-hmm. Where now you could see, I mean, I I I'm sort of the opinion if you if you figured out how to do do it in four hours, then to your point, either I need to figure out better incentives for you to go keep going because yep. you're super efficient or maybe we need to redesign what we're doing and you've figured some things out that are better than what we've done thus far. So he, here's a real life use case. We had a customer, we had a customer who came to us and said, you know, I saw that I had, for example, 10 employees that were sending, you know, 65 emails a day and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera on the phone calls. Then I had four employees that sent eight emails a day. And they only made three phone calls. And you know what I discovered? I can take the work or the accounts that those three employees were working on, give it to those other 10, and cut three people that were eating up my payroll for no reason. I wasn't seeing results from them. They were just Mm -hmm. there. I could shift that work over and now be more efficient. Mm -hmm. And I would rather have a business be more efficient than to shut down their doors because they had employees who were just, you yeah. know, eating up payroll for no reason. Absolutely. So you raised a round of funding, uh, Series A, back in May. Uh, was that already in the works pre-COVID, or did that really come about quickly as the world was changing? Uh, that was pre-COVID. Um, okay. So that was sort of, you know, on the schedule. I think we try and, you know plan out, um, you know, where, what we're going to do with funding, et cetera. Obviously you, you, you've dealt with this. You sort of have to plan ahead. It doesn't just, not just an idea that pops up. It's something that you use or plan for a few quarters ahead. And, um, so we had planned for that and, you know, just, you know, fell in line with, with COVID and, you know, everything that was going on. 
So Troy Carter, who's a famed investor, entrepreneur, um, led that round. How did, how did that come about? Um, you know, we're very excited to, to have him on board. Um, fortunately, you know, um, I've met a lot of uh, investors, advisors, you know, through the different businesses that I've been involved in. Um, and, and really, I think, and you know this in tech, it's, it's a lot of who you know. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, one of our uh, larger investors um, knew Troy very well from other investments um, and, you know, had an opportunity to talk to him and talk to him about Protoscore and what we're doing. And, you know, he loved the idea and definitely wanted to, to be involved. So, um, you know, I think bringing on not just money, but smart money is, mm -hmm. is uh, a big part of, you know, having a successful uh, startup and uh, continuing to grow. Well, you're building it here in Orange County, which is awesome. You, what, what, you've been out here uh, for a number of years as well. You, what is it about this area that really excites you and the opportunity to build the, the company here? I'm very excited that we're not in LA. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I first moved here, I had to deal with the traffic of LA and I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I cannot live in LA. This is just not happening. So, um, you know, we don't we, tell we, people that how much more convenient it is down here, right? <laughs> I know I shouldn't tell people that, right? I mean, yeah, a little bit of traffic, but definitely nowhere near uh, LA traffic. Um, uh, you know, I, I love Orange County. I love Irvine. I came out here because, uh, you know, a, a million years ago, I was involved in um, the financial industry, and that brought me to Irvine. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, it's between two large metropolitan areas, right? You have your your people who go to LA who are, you know, in the arts and, you know, who are young and who are motivated and looking for opportunity. And then you sort of have, you know, to south, south of Orange counties, you have this huge um, military base mm -hmm. that brings in a lot of people, you know, from, from the, from all parts of the U S right. And a lot of times these people end up just settling here in California and somehow they make it to the middle which is Orange County. Um, and I think Orange County does attract a lot of talent um, because people, you know, obviously we have UCI here, which is a great university. And I think, you know, it is, and it's going to definitely rank higher among the universities in the U.S. because I think there's a lot of um, research um, happening um, at UCI. So it's attracting a lot of talent. But It's also already a top 10 public university in the country and you know yeah. probably I would guess it's the youngest of all in the top yes I definitely agree it is the youngest and maybe the 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 least notorious right um but I think it's definitely getting there and like you said it's the youngest so as their alumni pool grows you know it, it, its name and brand will grow um although I'm a, a Michigan fan through and through, go blue. Um, you know, definitely I think UCI is a, a great university and they, they turn out a lot of great talent. Well, but they don't have a football team, so, you, you know, you're not oh, disloyal. I can't cheer for them. So, you know, I can't wait till October to get this football, real football going again. So, <laughs> well, well, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I think, you know, Orange County is, is just going to continue to attract talent. I think, you know, we obviously see that in, in, in Irvine with all the different businesses that have come in here and moved into, you know, all the different areas. It's, it's great. I think medical is going to be a big one. Technology is a big one. Um, and you're going to help expose all these people, Carrie. 
we're, we're, we're doing my small part. I'm trying to do my small part. So as you think about, you know, we, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but as you think about trends, um, you know, work teams, sales teams, I think you have a lot of people right now that are still a little bit in a wait and see mode on, do we go back to an office when we can? Do we end up in a fully distributed permanent environment? Do we do something in between? What, what, what are your thoughts on that um, from, from where you sit with all these companies? I think you'll definitely have your organizations that go completely remote, mm -hmm. right? I think there's a great work-life balance that comes along with that. I've been working from home for <coughs> nine plus years, mm -hmm. um, and I have the opportunity to spend you know, more time with my kids than to spend it stuck in traffic, which mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. great for people in California. Um, but uh, you know, also the, the ability to recruit talent outside of California, because there is a lot of talent outside of California and in the middle of the country without having to make those people move to California, right? And you know, with tools like Protoscore, you can manage a remote workforce. So I think there are gonna be businesses who will stay remote. I think there will be ones that will definitely do sort of a mix, right? Mm -hmm. Where maybe people come in, you still want that human interaction, Right. And so whether that comes from having an office space or from, you know, I, changing the company culture. And I think culturally things are going to change where there is going to be different types of activities outside of the office where people will get together um, to brainstorm or meet each other or ideate or, or whatever it is. Um, I, I think and, you know all the real estate commercial investor people forgive me for this i think commercial real estate office space is you know unfortunately going to um slowly diminish mm. i i like the the prognostication there so i do have to say i do love the the shared office spaces so like your mm. regis's of the world mm -hmm. um i think they're going to grow mm. Okay, so well, WeWork was WeWork was onto something. Maybe just hadn't quite figured out the the sustainability yeah, of their. Yeah, I agree. I agree definitely. Um, I mean, you know, maybe I shouldn't be promoting this, but we have a reach of space, right? Okay. Because, mm -hmm. You know, we have people all over the country, and so when we do want to have a face-to-face -face meeting, guess what? I can just pop into my Regis, you know, sure. subscription plan and get an office space for a day, and then move on. I don't have to sure. maintain an office. Mm -hmm. Well, that was what I was going to ask you is for your team, how, how does your team work? I mean, if you're, if you're going to be a proponent of, of this you know, ability to manage and, and score productivity, regardless of where people are, you sort of have to eat your own dog food, right? So We eat our own like, dog food every day. Every day we eat our own dog food, you know, whether it's with the tools that we use. I mean, I want my team to speak from experience, sure. not from a script that I put in front of them. Mm -hmm. Would they all work remote a hundred percent of the time? They, you know, as long as they're getting their work done, they can go grocery shopping in the middle of the day. I'm okay sure. with that. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't have to be sitting in front of their computer, you know, waiting for me to chat them. This is a new age. Sure. And I think it's a great way to attract new talent as well. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that's what, you know, a lot of these, um, young adults who are graduating from universities and looking for opportunities, they're looking for this type of work environment. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. You know, my partner and I talk a lot about uh, this concept of work-life integration as opposed to this idea of work-life balance. 
because that that yeah, felt like because you know balance was this idea of like you you leave it you you know it's almost these silos and it's really it's integrated right is that to your point I mean, there may be times you have to do something in the middle of today and you know there there are certain people that want to work odd hours and they end up in a role where that could be perfectly fine and so uh, those are all opportunities to design different types of work that integrates into your life I mean obviously with COVID we've seen huge numbers of people that have moved to far-flung places where as long as they had an internet connection they could be productive and now the employers that in the past would have said no way you're going there uh, because you need to be in the office now they don't necessarily even know where they are and they frankly are realizing maybe we shouldn't care if if to your point yeah they can be really productive yeah i i agree and you know i think you know unfortunately i think covid was scary for some metropolitan areas and i think people um you know sort of were fleeing those areas because they didn't want to live in such close spaces and um you know not have the ability to go to a restaurant or a grocery store because of it. Um, so with tools like ProtoScore, now you can live in, you know, Oklahoma sure. and still work for a company in New York. Um, you can be in Michigan and work for, you know, a company like ProtoScore. So sure. uh, yeah, definitely a lot of opportunity. I think the dynamic of the whole workspace is going to change in the next um, two to three years for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, great. And you're right at the, right at the front of that. So you've been in the cloud, we talked about this when I introduced you, you've been in the cloud business application space for a while. What other trends are you really watching, tracking there? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation. I think there's still a consolidation happening between different types of tech companies. Um, you know, when you think of what a business needs, a lot of times, um, a lot of the tools were siloed, right? You purchased your communication separate than you purchased your office suite separate than you were purchased your, your management tool, your CRM tool, et cetera. I think there's going to be more consolidation across those spaces um, with communications, mixing with office space. I mean, if you just look at what, you know, Microsoft is doing mm -hmm. um, and the acquisitions they've had, you're, you're going to see that same thing with Google, right? Google's now working on communications and they're sort of going after those, you know, AT&Ts of the world. So um, a, definitely a lot more consolidation with, okay. with business tools. Mm -hmm. So I started this to really try to, we were talking about this a little before, you know, to create more awareness and collisions even and, and community here, uh, particularly with, with folks like you that are, you know, on the front edge, innovating and, um, you know, attracting investment. So as you think about Southern California, you've been here for a while. Uh, you know, how do you describe it to, to people as a business community, as a, as a place to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I think it's a great place to be an entrepreneur because you're surrounded by entrepreneurs uh, in, in Orange County. Um, I definitely, you know, see that when I take my kids to school, right? And mm -hmm. you see the other parents there, I would probably see 70% of the parents, you know, at my kid's school 
work from home and they run their own small businesses or big businesses or whatever it is. And um, I, I think it's definitely a space. And, you know, again, what you're doing, I think is fantastic because you're raising awareness of what's in Orange County and the different businesses. And I think we talked that we touched on this too, where in California, you know, people work a lot, right? We were definitely focused on working a lot. We enjoy life, you know, because we have great weather, um, but people definitely work a lot. And, um, you know, I think um, sometimes there's a lack of uh, community, like you said, and people getting to know each other. Um, so I think, I, I think, you know, once COVID is over, obviously, um, I hope that there will be more um, community creation where entrepreneurs can, you know, talk to each other, where um, there can be more events, you know, like you were talking about, you know, breakfast and coffee. I think, you know, that's fantastic. And I think it helps force people to get away from their laptop and their computer and, and talk and ideate because there's a lot of opportunity that's discovered. I had an Uber guy pick me up once. A kid, a young kid, and at the time I was going to one of Google's conferences in San Francisco. He's like, "Oh, where are you going?" You know, et cetera. And I told him, and he was like, "Oh, well, I, I have a startup, right?" And and mm-hmm. here's my card, and here's my startup. And I was like, "Hey, that's pretty good." Now we're connected on LinkedIn, but that's awesome. you know, I think that's that's pretty cool. Where you you just talk to people, and you know, you discover oh what they're doing, and hey, did you, you know, I I could use that, or oh hey, I like you know your idea. I have employees everywhere. I, I definitely want to check it out. So that happens a lot. I think it just needs to happen more. Um, but Orange County is definitely sort of a hidden uh, gem of entrepreneurs in their you know houses just ideating and and, and marinating their ideas and, and creating these these businesses. Sure. Well, and I think that, I mean, as I think you describe it pretty accurately is kind of how it feels to a lot of people. So what, what, what are your thoughts on how we can get people out of their houses once things are a little, you know, COVID notwithstanding, but in general, how do we, how do we get people out and invest in each other, supporting each other, you know, really even colliding with each other around here? You know, and I hate to sound cheesy about this, but doing probably more family events, Mm. right? Because, you know, Orange County is a great place. And I think people come here because it is a great place to have a family and raise kids. It's phenomenal. I think people here are fantastic. They're so nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know I've met a lot of people through, you know, little community events like, you know, the Halloween fest or, you know, whatever. And you meet other adults and you start talking and you exchange cards. And next thing you know, you know, you're, you're doing business or referring a friend or, Hey, you know, I had somebody who was asking me about that. So Mm -hmm. I think those are called collisions. Yes. Yes. Collisions. Exactly. So I, you know, I definitely would love to see more of where it's not just adults having coffee or drinks Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, but you know, family events, I think Orange County is, you know, a family place. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Great, great idea. So what do you kind of, as you think about the future of uh, innovation, you were talking about, you think, you know, work is going to continue to move in this direction of flexibility and distribution. As you think about innovation, what are the things that just get you really excited that you're optimistic about and you see, I, I can't wait for that to, to become more common or, or better uh, in the world? I mean, for me personally, I would love for people to, you know, list their proto score on their resumes. 
you yes. know, in the future. Yeah. People talk about, you know, their FICO score when they're looking for a car. I have an 800 score. I have a 750 score or whatever it is. I would love for people to put their resume together and write proto score, you know, 78 or, mm-hmm. you know, 92 and, you know, indicate to their, you know, a future employer that, hey, I, I, I could do a great job. So mm-hmm. that for me, I think would be so cool to see, you know, people just throwing around their proto score like, it's sort you know it's it's who you are and how you perform at work. Mm-hmm. So that's really that's a little boring, but that's sure. that's just for myself. <laughs> that's really interesting. Have you I mean, given you know the like the jobs that younger people often have? Have you explored uh, taking ProtoScore into you know kind of those entry level high school college age kinds of of jobs even as a way to sort of help set them on a yeah. on a success path? Yeah, I you know the the roadmap for for ProtoScore is is continuously growing, right? Mm-hmm. And the things that we want to do and and build in, um, it's you know we just just got to build faster. There's just so many ideas, right? But you got to do it in the right way, and you have to you sure. know roll it out to the market at the right time. Um, but definitely, you know, my husband and I are always looking at, hey, can we put ProtoScore on these kids? Hey, can we put ProtoScore on these people? Hey, what would they do, or what would their score look like, or mm-hmm. what would we be measuring there? So you know, definitely looking at it as a true productivity score of whatever you're measuring, whether it's kids in school or people at work, et cetera, you know, looking at the score as an indicator of how they perform in that specific category um, or, or activity. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So a lot to, a lot to think about there. So how, <laughs> how do you keep yourself, how do you keep yourself sharp and, and, you know, really innovating yourself? just talking to a lot of people and understanding what's going on in their businesses. Obviously I've been involved in a lot of business tools. Um, so again, talking to people, uh, making connections, understanding what their problems are and, you know, can, is there a way to solve that problem? Um, and is there a way to scale the solution to that problem? So, you know, definitely talking to people, um, Friends, it could be friends, it could be business associates, it could be people on LinkedIn. Just being involved um, definitely helps me uh, have a little bit of foresight of you know where people are going or what people are looking for. Mm, okay, that's. I think that uh, that's a. Yeah, I, I often feel like if I'm sitting in my office for too long, then and not out there with others or or talking to others, that I'm falling behind. So I think that yeah. idea of of sort of being on the, you know, the pulse of how others are thinking or what they're doing is, is a really for interesting. Sure. For sure. So Denise, final lap here. Um, I always like to ask my guests to, you know, leave a, a final piece of advice or a key lesson or something that they uh, have learned along the way. So wow. if you were to think about, I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to or aspiring entrepreneurs that listen to the show what, what's a piece of advice or, or lesson you'd love to, to leave with them? You know, going back to my Michigan roots, my friend Boshan Buckler said, those who stay will be champions, mm. right? So if you have an idea and you believe in it, stick with it mm. and you persevere. Mm. Um, you know, startup life is not easy. Mm. So if you think that you're going to, you know, create a startup and everything's going to go smoothly. It doesn't. There are a lot of bumps in the road and you have to be very um, 
uh, malleable. You have to be able to change, you know, change your strategy, change your roadmap, just be able to change and be open to ideas of change. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. That, I think that's a great, a great piece of advice. Um, Denise, thank you for joining me this morning and for taking us along on this ride, sharing your perspective and, and the ProtoScore story as well. And, and thank you for doing it here in, in Southern California and, and building it here and leading by example. Uh, you know, you're clearly doing your part to, uh, to accelerate innovation and, and investment here. So uh, thanks for, for joining and being part of it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully once COVID is over, we'll be able to, to, to meet up and uh, with you and other fellow entrepreneurs and, and, you know, really connect on another level. Sounds great. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.